it's welcome. This is Movies in a Microphone, the Littles podcast. I'm your host, Scott Pukas. We're talking about the Oscars. The nominations came out today, came out this morning. Um, if you're on Facebook watching it, you can go to the post right below this to look at the nominations. We listed it, so that might help as you're listening. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to our guest, and we're going to get right to it. Uh, joining us is Jackie McGriff. Um, Hot Take Generator was the, her preferred title <laughs> that she asked me to give beforehand. Um, Facebook did just give me a notification that we're live, so hopefully it Hopefully it didn't start right at that moment, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, we're also joined by Mona Sagatola-Slami, classical host. I, I feel also a hot take generator maybe, right, Mona? <laughs> uh, Matt Passantino is also joining us, film writer and critic, um, who I think is one of my favorite movie Twitter follows. Very, very strong opinions. I Thanks am for an joining us. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Adam <laughs> Lubito, uh, writer, film writer, critic, projectionist at the Little... Uh, one of my, also one of my top two people to talk about movies with. Welcome, Adam. Thank and you. also, last but definitely not least, Matt DeTurk, my coworker, also another coworker here at The Little, uh, our special events and programming coordinator, uh, who has a lot of good stuff coming up this month, The Little, too, which maybe I'll have time to talk about at the end. We'll see. <laughs> I, we'll probably go on for a little while talking about the Oscars. Uh, so my very first question, and I'm going to start with you, Jackie, and then we'll go to Mona since you guys are, have limited time. Um, what was your very first reaction? So the nominations came out. What was the very first thing that popped into your head? The first thing you tweeted, that singular thought. Um, so I tweeted, uh, where do I even begin with these Oscar noms? And then I posted a GIF of um, passing because I was just like, because I was like, look, that was the first thing I was looking for. So when I was going through the nomination, I was, I was looking specifically for passing to see if it first got in cinematography and then to see if it was in best picture. And when I noticed that it wasn't in best picture, that's when I tweeted that out. Because I was just like, oh, and it goes downhill from here. And so like, that was just my first thing. Was that one that you were kind of anticipating would get snubbed or you thought, but you were hoping not? I was hoping it would surprise me and it would be up for best picture um, and everything. I was a slightly worried that it wouldn't get cinematography. Um, and I was also looking for the tragedy of Macbeth getting, uh, that was another thought was like, I hope tra tragedy of Macbeth at least gets like cinematography and production design. Um, and so I was happy to see those as well as Denzel nominated, but like passing was yeah, definitely the one um, I really wanted to see and we will get into snubs so I'll, I'll let you dig in further later in the podcast but i'll, I'll go to you for now mona what, what was your initial thought did you have just one singular thing that popped into your head well my quick thought was i remembered the announcements were happening and then forgotten and the first thing i saw about it was pippa who i met at our screening of west side story or talked to there saying she was saying oh my gosh these so many people didn't get recognized for west side story and then i saw how many west side story was nominated for so in a way I was like look at all those but my other one was that when I was in New York City before Christmas my husband had said do you want to go see Power of the Dog by Jane Campion and I'm like well I like her movies but we'll go see it like sometime later and then we didn't get to it and I'm like oh now it's nominated for all these things and I haven't seen it so that's maybe not a comment on the Oscars so much as my how did I not get myself to a theater to see like movie from the person who made the piano and stuff like that 
But that is like, I think that's how we relate to that. Like what movies have I watched here? What should I watch now? I think that's a, a very reasonable reaction to, to seeing these nominations. Uh, I'm going to go to you now, Matt P. I know you had, uh, I know you have some strong takes for us, <laughs> but just give me the first, the main, the main take. Well, when the announcement started, the first thing I tweeted was bring back the five monitors behind people. Like I'm just sick of, just no. Um, and then we'll get like, Jackie and I share this sentiment. The first nomination reaction I tweeted was Ruth Nega, oh my God, because I thought she was in. And I saw passing last January at Sundance. That performance has stuck with me since then. And then she didn't get in. <sighs> Bummer. Because <laughs> Judy Dench did, like, I mean, Judy Dent, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting too ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's never good when your first reaction is bummer. <laughs> it was so a bummer. Because, I, I mean, that's just one of my favorite performances of the year. And I think it is very telling that our first reaction wasn't always, oh, this movie got nominated. I'm so happy. It was mostly this one got snubbed, which is telling. Unless that wasn't, I'll go to you, Adam. What, what was your first reaction? Was it positive, yeah. negative, in between? Say, yeah, my first reaction, I'm going to go with something positive. That, uh, I was ecstatic uh, about Flea, uh, a movie that I love, uh, that I saw for the first time last year at TIFF, I think. And then it played an image out where it won uh, a jury award for best documentary. And then it got a tiny, tiny bit of play at the little for a hot second. Um, but I was super happy to see that it got all three of the, the categories that it was possibly up for. Uh, animated feature, international feature, and documentary. Um, especially since I had started seeing uh, traction on the opinion that it might not get anything because all those would cancel each other out and it would end up not getting anything. So yeah, I was thrilled that it got all three. So I hope that brings some more attention uh, to that super worthy film. And it's now on Hulu. So hopefully more people will check it out. And my thought was, so if it got nominated for animated international documentary, why didn't it get best picture? Like, it seems like if, if it's good enough for all those, shouldn't it be best picture too? I mean, probably well, technically. Yeah, that made me think of with, uh, it did make me happy, speaking of being happy to see Hamaguchi nominated, Reisuke Hamaguchi for best director, because I was like, oh, they'll nominate him for best international, but can people be acknowledged in other categories besides being international film? Which I think is a frustrating part to see some of these movies. It's like, oh, it's a documentary, so it can't be best picture. But that's that doesn't make sense because the best movie of the year can very much be a documentary. It could be animated. I think that's that's an evergreen complaint that we talk about every year. But really, come on. I do think uh, that's one of. Oh, sorry. Was, no, no, no. Go ahead. Again. <laughs> um, I was just saying, I absolutely think that's one of the positive things as the Academy tries to diversify its ranks that they've really tried to focus on that the past few years. I think that's why we're starting to see some of those, especially international features, cross over to other categories. We're seeing that more and more. I mean, especially when we look at something like Parasite. And I think this year you see it again, How I Drive My Car and The Worst Person in the World getting a screenplay nomination. Um, so yeah, so that's that's one of the positive things. So I was happy to see that. Anyway, sorry, I will let other people talk. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to you, Matt, uh, Matt D. Uh, what, were your, what was your first thought? Um, my initial first thought was um, how much I love Ariana DeBose, who played Anita in West Side Story. And I just think she's a delight. And the fact that she actually is up for supporting actress for West Side Story, I was, I was very, very And we'll excited. win. What? And she's going to win. 
she darn well better win because she is, I love her so much. So, um, no, I was happy about that. And also um, on those, you know, everything's your own personal taste and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was not a huge fan of Nightmare Alley. It was disappointing to me personally. Um, but seeing it up for production design, I was like, uh, yeah, because the, in my opinion, the production design was absolutely gobsmackingly gorgeous and just about the best part of that aside from its cinematography. So, so that made me happy too. I was surprised to see that as best picture nomination too. I was not expecting that. I don't know if others were, I, it came as a surprise to me. Uh, and actually I think I'm going to go into best picture now. So I'm going to list off the nominees just so if anyone's listening and doesn't have the list, they could do it. So the best picture uh, nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, 10 movies. Has there been 10 before? I know the 10 is the max amount, but there has? Okay. Uh, I'll start with you, Mona. What, what are your thoughts of Best Picture? Do you have a, a Mona favorite here or one that you think will win, should win? A lot of questions. Oh, Go. gosh, yeah. I don't know if West Side Story should win. I feel like as a classical person, I should have my allegiances there. It is an amazing, stunning movie that did good things that I can have my own complaints with. I want to see more of them. I will say of the list, I had wanted to see and haven't seen CODA, and I'm excited for Rochester, deaf community specifically, in terms of representation, in terms of that. But other than that, I guess I don't have a solid lock on who I think could or should win. Probably going to be West Side Story, right? I, I don't know. Jackie, do you, do you have one that you think is should win or might win? Um, it's more of like... <laughs> My favorites are like not in the list. Um, so I don't, I don't really know because here's the thing: I have not seen. There's a number of these that I haven't seen yet. I'm like working on them, and I'm also excited to see Coda. I still have to see that um, and drive my car. Um, but <clears throat> like there, and there are a couple others here that I need to see, see still. But I don't know if there's like I did enjoy Licorice Pizza, but as far as best picture, I'm not, I'm actually stumped on this because like I said, none of my favorites like got into best picture. So I'm just like, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know at this point. Just, yeah. I, I think I've been reading that Don't Look Up might be a favorite, which would be very surprising to me. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I, I mean, it wasn't my favorite movie. I, I'm going to go to you, Matt Passagino. What, what do you, what do you think? Do you, do you think there's a movie that's a front runner here? Uh, Power of the Dog is probably the front runner. Um, 12 nominations. You know, I saw someone today on Twitter say this could be the first time in the expanded area we see like a big sweep um, because it's just such a beloved movie. I think it's fine. Um, this is the most indifferent I am to the crop of Best Picture nominations. Uh, my favorite out of the bunch, none of them were my 10 favorites, but my favorite out of the bunch is West Side Story. Um, and I really like Coda and I like Drive My Car. And then there's a few I really don't like. And, um, but I do think it'll end up being Power of the Dog. I think there's just a lot of love behind that. I thought it was Belfast and like, that movie's nice, but I think it'll be Power of the Dog. I want to get a quote from you on a movie poster that just says, it's fine. And a shrug emoji. King Richard, it's fine. <laughs> Belfast, it's fine. Adam, you usually have a good sense, I think, of what maybe the favorite is. Do you, do you, do you agree with that? Po the Power of the Dog seems to be the front runner here. I do think so, yeah. I think that's the front runner. I do think 
uh, don't look at as a shot just based on the amount of conversation around that movie, which I feel like a lot of the other movies didn't get that sort of bump where it became like, a, I don't know about a cultural touch point. I feel like that's giving it too much credit, but it was such a hot button thing that it inspired so much conversation and uh, hot takes and think pieces. Um, and it's got a lot of movie stars in it, which I feel like we know the Academy likes to honor things that they think might uh, give ratings a boost for the ceremony people tune in and want to see movie stars i feel like that is the kind of thing that they'd be like hey let's give this some awards so i feel like that also has a, a decent chance but i do think power of the dog is is the front runner at this point i oh, tweeted I, out oh go ahead i was just gonna i have a question for uh matt pasantino did you end up watching power of the dog again because i know we saw it at the same time and we were both like i kind of feel like i need to watch that again Power of the Dog is the is the movie of the bunch that I'm most on the side of without totally loving it because I love everything. I have not watched it again and I am going to get, uh, for the Oscars. But it's like, I love everything it's doing, but for some reason still feel a little detached from it. And I think we kind of share that sentiment. So I do want to watch it again. And there's a couple I do want to watch again because like Drive My Car, I mean, it's three hours and it's very good. But I mean, I watched it in like, screener week after Thanksgiving so I watched it around 20 different movies so I kind of want to give that its own room to breathe and watch that again and so Matt Deturk you're team West Side Story here right I <clears throat> I would say technically yes but my bigger issue here is that I feel like some people are very good about being like very consistent every year after year after year with what they see. And I very much work in extremes, like in terms of this year, I saw like everything and this year I saw almost nothing, et cetera. So like, for example, this past year, I saw a lot of things that were either esoteric and very strange or very comfort based. It was just what I was in the mood for. So of this best picture list, I've only seen three of these 10 films. So I'm doing like, the worst on collect them all that I've done in a very long time of Oscar nominees this year. So truthfully, yeah, I mostly feel like I can't weigh in on best picture because I've seen less than half of them. So. And if anyone is watching this and it's like, oh, that's me too. We do have a couple of these, or at least a few, I think that are going to be coming to the little, I do, I do believe um, drive my car will be getting a, a run. I hope, I don't know. I, we think maybe, I guess I don't know for sure. You can yell at me if it doesn't, it's fine. And Licorice Pizza is still playing. And we have we have Punch Drunk Love playing on Valentine's Day if you really want to make a Paul Thomas Anderson week uh, coming up. Um, also, do you think Best Picture really, I mean, maybe we're guessing based both on what we like and what we think is good, but it feels sometimes like narrative or someone else mentioned all the celebrities in it, like that other crash, the non-David Cronenberg crash that won that year. Um, that was a, a lot of celebrities and a Hollywood story. And I think of the things that picked Chicago and Shakespeare in Love. And I think, ah, yes, this decider of great films, um, the best picture. And then I wonder, but the one narrative one I see, even though I haven't seen the movie, is I remember when talking about going to it, people are saying, oh, Jane Campion made all these great movies and then she hasn't and now she's coming back. This, And the notion of a woman director in this male dominated field has a bit of that narrative behind it, though I, often wonder if narrative gets, or just recognizing a name gets behind some of those things like even music, but like set design, makeup, costume, does everyone who votes really know a lot about what makes better makeup or not, or just what's showier, but anyway. 
I'm just really excited for the Oscar parties to have the power of the hot dog served on <laughs> trays. And I'm, I'm the first person to think of that. It's crazy. I'm blown away. Um, so I, I, do we have any other thoughts on Best Picture? Or do you want to go to snubs? I feel snubs are always the the main talking point. Or does anyone really want to get a Best Picture taken? Matt, you look like you have something to say. I just wanted to build off of one quick thing that Mona said, which is just talking about that. I, I we we all know that there is a balance of like individual, you know, subjective takes because film is art, you know, and then but also the what if someone is owed or, you know, the people feel like their time has come. And so regardless of if it's the best thing in their career, they're like, this is the point, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I also feel like that is, you know, uh, culturally both it happens and a dangerous, you know, precedent and everything. It's, it's a dangerous talking point, I think. But I just want to say like, for an example, like best original score this year, I think is in, in it's, an interesting category the music branch has been getting far more interesting i think in their choices um but i think that what is both a talking point and then also worth its talking point is the score to encanto is in here not a lot of the disney animated stuff other than the alan menken you know disney animated renaissance of the 90s had a lot of like disney scores listed in here as well because there's so many songs but in this case jermaine franco is the first woman of color to be nominated in best original score in the Oscars history. But it's also, I feel like if we just reduce it to that, I feel like is not giving enough credit to the fact that this score is so good and so magical and does such a great job of mixing in its various you know, elements as well as its far more classical orchestral elements that I feel like if you literally, if you didn't know who it was by, it stands the test against most other Disney animated scores. I think that's a, a real great example of something of it getting it right and having an interesting cultural narrative behind it. And, and just to, just for context, the, the other scores nominated are Don't Look Please. Up, Dune, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog too. So, so you're on Encanto in that one, uh, Matt? I am. I mean, I always love Alberto Iglesias like all the time. I'm here for it. So, but, but yeah, I, I think, I think that's a case of it's, it's a great and well done one. It's, it's, again, it's a very, I would say closely traditional choice. Sorry. Now we've gone into score topics. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, you planned like, this. <laughs> Mona's waiting to talk. I was like, about I, like a Jackie and Mona. So. No, I want to hear Jackie's take on the score. Cause she think I think she's more attentive to some of these. Sometimes I'm just thinking like, haven't seen Don't Look Up, but Nicholas Bertel's scores for other things have attracted my attention and his merging of genres. And so I don't know, I couldn't remember how many times he's been awarded, or I don't know if he's kind of seen as a rising, continuing star that builds that kind of recognition. Like, he's not maybe a Giacchino or Desplat kind of name yet. On John Williams's birthday, as we talk about this, John Williams is 90 today. Um, anyway, so I'll let you go, Jackie. <laughs> um, okay, so just on the on the score bit, like I, I haven't, I haven't seen any other, well, I did see Don't Look Up, but I don't remember the score. I honestly don't um, from that. And so like for me, like original score means like what's, what's memorable, like what, what also, because the idea of the score, like the score is supposed to enhance, like the experience is supposed to enhance, like whatever is 
it's part of like what you feel in that scene like it's supposed to help that and so like I don't from the movies at least I, I've watched I don't remember any of them except for Dune because it is that out like otherworldly type thing I mean I was like listening to it by on its own and it was already like what is happening in this scene like it was getting me like pumped for the movie then I remember going to see the movie and it's just that much more intense um because it adds right it adds to the film otherwise like again I don't remember so that would be mine but I also still have to watch Encanto so there's that um now on to best picture um okay so as far as takes um and I just again I my favorites um we're passing. I'm going to talk all day and every day about passing um, because I think there's a lot that's said in that movie without them actually saying anything. And I think that's a credit uh, to both uh, Tess Thompson and to Ruth Nega, neither of which were nominated for anything, which just also is really just feels like a gut punch, even though, you know, I have nothing to do with the voting or anything I wasn't involved in either project. Like, but like, it just, I'm like, how can you like look at that performance and say that it's not Oscar nomination worthy? You know, um, Tick, Tick, Boom. I'm very happy for Andrew Garfield being the nomination. I was like, this man put his whole self like into this performance, it's crazy. Um, I think it's his best performance. And I've seen, I feel like I've seen a lot of what he's done and, this to me was just the best of his, so I'm happy for his nomination. But to also overlook Tick Tick Boom, there's a lot that's also talked about in Tick Tick Boom, and it didn't get a nomination. Like, okay. Um, so that to me is also just another thing. And another movie at like that people I've probably talked about at nauseum on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna continue talking about it. Um, is a movie called Nine Days, which did play at the did play the little because uh, that's where I saw it. Um, and uh, it's Winston Duke. So for those of you who may be listening in and you've seen either Us or um, Black Panther, he was in Baku. Um, gave like a stellar performance. Zazie Beats, who um, is also in The Harder They Fall, which is also a, a Netflix. Or it is a Netflix film um, that you can go watch right now. Um, it like their performances are amazing. Um, the story gets into this like existential thing. It's it's very thought provoking. Um, I don't. The last time I checked, I don't know where you can watch it, but I'm sure you can rent it from somewhere. Again, it's called Nine Days. Um, and just watch the trailer because I feel like if I say anything here, it just kind of like ruins it. But like, there's so much that's talked about in there as well, and so much that's said just about us and what is what it, what it is to be human, what it is to be able to survive in this world. Um, it's saying a lot about that, and I feel like just like getting on the topic of like kind of looking for what the Oscar or the Academy is going to go for as far as movies. I feel like in the past few years, it's been about like what the movies are saying, which to agree, I understand why. A movie like Don't Look Up would be nominated, but I personally, for me, I wasn't a big fan. Like again, I understand the message you're telling, but the way in which they did it, I just thought was messy. Um, but but like with that being said, like 
I feel like if you're still gonna go about that route and like highlighting movies um, that are really saying something, um, I just felt like these like these three movies should have been nominated and they weren't. And it just, again, just feels like a gut punch. So, so that's my hot take. Um, <laughs> and I have to be off to a meeting, but I'm gonna leave you on that. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie, so much. It's always a pleasure. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and actually, I'm going to build on at her point with nine days because we, we were talking about it on Twitter. And I that was a movie literally when it, the credits came on. I heard someone gasp in the theater and I, I just can't stop thinking about Winston Duke's performance. And it's one of my problems with the Oscars. So the best best actor nominees are Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, of The Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, and I, I feel a lot of performances that are quieter are not nominated. Um, and that and Winston Duke's performance is mostly a more understated performance, but it's just a stunning and incredible. Uh, Winston Duke, of course, is from Brighton too. So we has ties to the areas which we like too. But Nine Days was one. So my... Usually my favorite movie of the year tends to be get the original screenplay nomination rather than best picture. So I was hoping nine days would get that. So it was just, it was so unconventional and took some risk and kind of almost reminded me of a stage play even more. Uh, but it was a movie that was released in the summer, probably didn't get a lot of campaigning for the Oscars and that year got no nominations, which is, which is kind of a bummer. So I, I, I agree with Jackie on that one. If you can find it, you should watch it. Um, did any of you guys have any other snubs that really stopped Mona? Actually, I wasn't even thinking about it until we started talking about understated things and a few things. But the score for Tragedy Macbeth, Carter Burwell's score, because there's so much silence in that movie. And it could maybe just be like, oh, we did a lot of, you know, a lot of drone stuff. But it set the drama so well. And sometimes I think about when scores are, you know, have space in them as well. And I don't know if that's credit to the composer or the person who made those decisions, I guess. But also a movie that I missed that I wanted to see, and now I realize I still haven't managed to see on the big screen. Would um, Annette have fallen within this Oscars period? And all that sparks mania, and that basically didn't register on these Oscars at all. And their song. That's the original song. Yeah. Is it in there? or No. 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 So I could see, I could see a, a crusty and dusty Academy member turning that off after like... Yeah. 10 minutes <laughs> but I feel like that's one of those timing things my big timing thing from years ago was that I felt like Zodiac didn't get nominated because it came out right at the beginning of what's eligible and it had just been too long I feel like there's a moment you know a time where no way you could look at whether it sparks documentary sparks in the movie and everything and then it's just that moment passed I guess so that's maybe a little bit my overlook on that and I had some other Something Jackie said I loved, I just want to emphasize. I loved she said what it's saying without saying that. And that's whether it is screenplay or other things, that idea of the whole language of cinema working together in some way, not this is just about a good topic or that's a great performance or this, that when you have that, that's what I would love to see some of these best pictures thing. Like you have managed to complete the whole act of cinema in the best way. And I'll have to think about which ones do that as well, but yeah. So I don't know how much longer you have with us, Mona, but do you have any other takes or categories that you want to explore? 
no, I'm going uh, also with Matt that um, DeBose better win for uh, West Side Story, that Anita performance. I know others are like, oh, so-and-so has a great thing that she learned to sing and was found. I was not as in love with Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, I don't know. And that's, you know, just, I know, wow. <laughs> you know, um, but no, uh, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> put that in there. Trying to think there are a few other things, but I I don't know. I, I didn't see the Bond, and there's always a Bond song, and I have to go catch up on the Bond song. That feels, you know, de rigueur. But no, no, no. I guess I, maybe I should have just left you with that attempt at profundity in terms of the whole language <laughs> of cinema. <laughs> yeah, and the Bond, the Bond song, No Time to Die, is Billie Eilish, which did get nominated, too, which I, I do like a lot. We didn't see any Spider-Mans after all that talk. Should Spider-Man, should comic book movies be in there? Not this year, I guess, so. It's excellent. It was never gonna happen. That's, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think it's absolutely worth nominating for stuff, but I was like, this is saying Spider-Man like No Way Home should have been a picture is an insane comment, so. I like No Way Home better than the majority of these Best Picture nominations, but it's just, they were not gonna, pick the third movie of a trilogy and the millionth time we've seen this character, like, oh, this is the one. It just wasn't going to happen. They've made up their mind on Spider-Man. It has the consolation of it has to settle for making all of the money in the world. So <laughs> <laughs> they can dry their eyes on all, all that money. But that is also that point, well, that's the separate point, but about also our best pictures or best actors. Are they big performances, big scores, grand things? I guess we already said it. Can comedies, can animated things, can be can seemingly slight movies be done the best, but not be like, you know, epic, like. Yeah, the Academy does have, has always had sort of a narrow idea of what, what an Oscar movie is. And I feel like that's gradually loosening, but it's still, in a lot of ways, still true. But Mona, I love, I love your, I'm gonna do a terrible paraphrasing. I love your sentiment that like, in effect, what sticks with us as a best picture sometimes, regardless of the grandiose scope of it, is are all of the cylinders fine-tuned and they are all working together. It doesn't matter if it's a wristwatch or Big Ben, if all of the pieces of it are working in tandem and it's telling time like a son of a gun, then it's great, so. That goes to then my last point that there was, I felt a phase in movies in the year which everyone kept telling me, this movie's not great, but it has a great performance. Like Isaac Tammy Faye or the Aretha movie. Everyone was like, that's kind of the movie, but it had this one great performance in it. And so that's kind of how I felt about a lot of these movies actually. So, but I will thank you so much for having me on to spout my semi-informed opinions about the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, please tune into Classical after you listen to this. Listen to Mona on the radio. More hotcakes, we can promise you that. Oh, and we do have a Classical film series. We are showing Road to Perdition and uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and Ooh. The Singing Revolution and Like Water for Chocolate this year. So Ooh. check us out at The Little over the course of the year. Thank you, Mona. <laughs> and some of those movies, yeah, we were supposed to screen, I think, in 2020, so... So finally, we're we're gonna screen them now. Um, how about, oh, go ahead, it. Matt. It's still twenty twenty. You're gonna make it. It's fine. <laughs> what is time? We don't know. <laughs> Which, by the way, is beyond the infinite two minutes with that of uh, qualified. Probably not. I would have liked to have seen that get something. That was one of my favorite movies of the year. Played at Anomaly Film Festival. I think it's. I think Adam, you can. Never mind. I think you can talk about. It, but I, th I feel like its release is actually this year, technically. Oh yeah, yeah. I keep getting emails about it. It's coming up. 
next year's Oscars. There you go. Yeah. We could talk about the 2023 Oscars if we want. <laughs> Nothing's stopping us. These Oscars are old news. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to you, Adam. Did you did you have any snubs or, or do you have any category that you specifically want to kind of go in depth on? Uh, I was sad not to see uh, Come On, Come On get anything. Um, that's another smaller movie that I really enjoyed, and I'm generally a fan of Mike Mills. Um, and I feel like he's still kind of underrated. Like, I, I love pretty much everything he's made, and especially 20th Century Women, but I really liked Come On, Come On and hoped it would show up for something somewhere. I thought maybe it would do one of the, like Scott, you said, the the films that they toss a screenplay nomination to where they're like it doesn't play anywhere else. They did that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I was kind of hoping it would show up there. Um, so the Green Knight, I was hoping would maybe even a technical category, even cinematography, because it's beautiful. I was sad that yeah, it didn't get anything either. Uh, were, uh, snubs that stood out to me. I don't snubs whatever things i was hoping would get nominated that didn't show up anywhere that's I a problem i loved last year like had no like pig was never gonna pig was my favorite oh yes yes I was never gonna do it. it was just never gonna do it so <laughs> yeah i mean like real like real had a chance snob ruth it's gonna stick with me ruth nagun passing i i love passing just as much as jackie it's so good and it got nothing But yes, Pig is another one. But yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, a, a Nick Cage nomination for Pig would have been incredible. Never would have happened, but and all these snubs are quiet, understated movies. Like Pig is not I, part of it. I think they did advertise it. It looked like John Wick just with a pig and Nicolas Cage, which is not. That's like the farthest thing from the reality of what that movie is. Which the movies, which I, that movie does sound awesome, but but what it actually is is so much better. Um, and same with Come On, Come On, which I loved, and Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, it had has a big name in it, and I feel Mike Mills is a big name, at least in the in the indie world. Um, but a black and white film with a great script, like that, does seem like an Oscar type movie. It was released in December, um, so yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, Adam. Does anyone else have any other snubs? Matt has something I could tell. Um, I will say that. I felt, again, didn't think it was going to happen, but like in a year where we had some fantastic musicals on screen where it's been a while since we've had like, I feel like a whole bunch of them, like in the Heights, I felt like easily could have been for like cinematography or production design. Um, I just, I thought was a, a huge joy to watch. And so again, feel like it's the not out of sight, out of mind, but oh, that was so long ago. We can't possibly consider it. So which is sad. Um, I know that multiple of us who are still here share a uh, love for Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar, and a should have been best song you know, nominee if the nonsense of whatever crazy Oscar things happened in the last year or whatever. It's a problem. I mean, it technically wasn't eligible because That's... it came out in February, but like rules are meant to be broken. And it's, I guess, <laughs> like, it's worth it. It's right. It is. So they're so good. But talk about movies that are probably better than a lot of the best picture nominees. Barman Star is so good. <laughs> it is screening February 19th at the Little Theater. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's also, I believe, screening at the theater sometime soon. 
And it's Matt's birthday, Matt DeTurk's birthday. So if you want to get him, get him a birthday present, go see this movie at the Little. Have a fun time. Also, Listen, maybe bring him some cookies. <laughs> I got plastic lays. I got little tiki umbrellas. Like, come, it's going to be a good time. So, um, and I will say also, I have to give total credit to Adam for this. Um, Adam dragged me to the last duel, which I had no interest in seeing. And I thought it was amazing and awesome. And was there any chance with all the baggage built up around like it in the industry that it would get any nominations? No, of course not. But talk about something that I feel like actually mixed quiet, interesting, well-done crafts, like dialed in and technically an epic. Like I was like, it ticks all the boxes except for the fact that the Academy hates it. <laughs> the problem is that- the problem is Team Ridley put their weight behind House of Gucci because that was going to get picture and actress and supporting actor. It got makeup and that's it. Ah. I, I, like do wanna, I do want to talk about Best Actress too, which we haven't touched upon, which I think I, I think I know the favorite, but maybe not. It's like there was a question about if she'd even be nominated. Uh, so I'll read off the, the uh, nominees. Uh, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye which is one that I heard what you guys were saying, where it's like, it's a real, an amazing performance in the movies. Uh, uh, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, now playing at The Little. Oh, wait, I got to my sheet. Hold on, I'm stuck. <laughs> Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, uh, oh, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer, which seems to be like it should be the favorite, but am, am I wrong on that? No. Um, because she just kept not getting nominated. So then I was like, okay. And the only person who kept getting nominated everywhere was Lady Gaga, doesn't get in. And the, the Academy just did their own thing for the most part. And um, cause then it like, it was like, well, it's gonna be Kidman. Um, and then it's gonna be Coleman when Kidman to get here. And here. So, but then Kristen Stewart made it and she's really good and people should stop thinking she's the girl from Twilight because she is great and Clouds of Sills Maria and Personal Shopper and Certain Women and Spencer because they like to award movies where people like play, you know, they impersonate Lucille Ball and, and she, Kidman is good. Kidman is good. I've, two other nominations to that movie, not so good. Um, but Kidman is good. Uh, but like, I mean, yeah, she does the big accent, whatever, and Spencer, and but it's just such a deep psychological performance, and it's so good. It's so good. I don't think she'll win, and she's the only nomination for the movie, but I'm glad she got it. And Penelope Cruz, that was so exciting. I love Parallel Mothers, and I would put Cruz right under Spencer in my personal ranking. Wait, so who, unless I missed it, sorry, who do you think will win then? Oh my god! I actually have no idea. Um, Kidman, maybe, but B. Ricardo showed a little bit of weakness because I didn't get picture, I didn't get screenplay. Um, Coleman, Chastain. This one's a mystery. I don't. If I had to put money on something right now, which you do, then <laughs> money right now. Um, I guess I'd say. Kidman, but I don't think I actually mean that. I feel, for, that's one, 
it's going to change a lot leading up to the Oscars. Like someone's going to get momentum and then it's going to totally change. And then it's going to be something, a complete wild card, like out of left field winner. Yeah, it'll be like Olivia Coleman again. <laughs> Should have gone to Glenn Close this time too. <laughs> she wasn't even nominated. <laughs> Matt, I, I feel like you should be a host of the Oscars. Why have they not asked you yet? I agree because, <laughs> because I feel like I could bring like a really good, I don't know, I talked about it a lot on Twitter. My favorite thing last year was pretend it's a city. And I feel like I could bring like a good, like grumpy, opinionated energy. And that's what the Oscars need, grumpiness. That'll <laughs> <laughs> <of> boost ratings. <laughs> More grumpiness is needed. <laughs> Adam, I was going to do my transition but I don't want to I didn't want to say speaking of grumpiness I'm going to ask Adam a question because Adam's not grumpy at all so uh do you have thoughts on uh best actress is there any do you think there's a favorite or one that maybe is your favorite I, I mean I agree with pretty much everything Matt said um right. yeah that is a tough category to predict who's actually gonna win I don't know do we think since people had kind of thought maybe Kristen Stewart wouldn't even make it in. The fact that she did, people will kind of rally around that and be like, oh, it's okay to vote for her. And kinda. somehow she may win. Kinda. I'm just a little, I wish it kind of got showed a little more love around the other branches to make me a little confident in that. But um, this is like best actress last year really could have gone anyway and ended up going to uh, Frances McDormand. And I think that could kind of have, I mean, I think it kind of go to, kind of go, go to anybody this year. So, um, Maybe not Cruz, just because she appeared nowhere and popped up at the Oscars. So, um, yeah, I'm, that one's going to be a that one's going to be a nail biter. Because the thing is, Kristen Stewart can't win the SAG; she can't win the British Oscar. So we're not going to know if she's on her way to win it. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Matt, do you have, do you have an opinion on this one? No, I agree with everybody else. <laughs> very concise i like it okay well i'm gonna move on to something that i want to talk about then which is a category that i always like to um uh, i just gotta find our nominees Wait, did they here. announce best comedy sorry <laughs> i do have to talk about my best comedy i named mitchell's versus the machines as my best comedy which does transition to what i want to talk about which is best animated feature i'm trying to look at my list of nominees i should have had this more organized um, which uh, oh here we go animated feature I have my list um, Encanto, Flea, Luca The Mitchells versus the Machines and Rhea and the Last Dragon and I, I feel there's such a like wide range it's hard to pick because it kind of depends what mood you're in like I said I really like the Mitchells versus the Machines but it's hard to compare some of these but do, do we think it's going to be a disney one that wins or is it going to be is it going to be flea i don't know do, do you have any thoughts on this adam on animated feature well, I mean, I, as i stated at the top of the podcast i would love flea to win everything that it's nominated for but i don't have high hopes for that especially you know with the disney machine having three nominations out of the five which is just bananas um, so I feel like it's going to be one of those. Which one? I don't know. Do we think maybe Encanto? Just because it's, I feel like it's a beloved movie. Like that may actually end up winning. I shouldn't I say of course. But I do think it'll be Mitchell's. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that would make me happy too. I did, I did really enjoy that movie as well. Me too. 
Personally, I think it's between Encanto and Mitchell's personally. I think, I think since, you know, the individual branches voted, that's thankfully how we got, you know, flea at this point, but I think now it will split the vote. I think now people will toss it out in its different categories. Um, but yeah, I, I think Mitchell's has a lot of love behind it as I hate to say this, but like, I don't want to say the anti-Disney, but like, you know, in effect, it's subverting some of those other aspects of it. Like its character is explicitly queer. Like the studio has said that the directors have said that Disney still won't do that aside from minor characters. They can cut out for, you know, certain countries, like things like that. But I also know Encanto is beloved, has a lot of like, you know, really great production behind it. It has, you know, other nominations, like stuff like that. Um, but with that, I will just say, yeah, it's as someone who actually, like, I think this is the first time in years I've actually seen all the animated feature nominees when the nominations came out. I didn't have to catch up on one of them. But also, sadly or controversially in that case, that means in this case, aside from Flea, they're all from major studios. There isn't a, you know, obscure you know brazilian you know pencil and paper like crayon one that i'd never heard of until this point which is also really fun and exciting to be like the animation branch actually finds you know that deep dug interesting animation piece and so it's missing that this year which on the one hand i like these films but i'm also a little disappointed in it because i feel like there are oh the other ones are definitely out there and there's definitely you know especially internationally a bunch of interesting things and also, as someone who loves stop motion animation, the fact that there isn't one of them in here, and instead, you know, we have one, two, three, four of them are 3D animation. I'm like, eh, it's not, it's not quite as medium diverse as I would like. So the G Kids nomination didn't happen this year. Okay. I was gonna oh, say, I, I think they think they did it with uh with Flea. That that was their, you know their their uh, important one so that yeah i i feel some of those hidden gems that you said were missing matt um sometimes you can find those in the in the short categories too which so we are playing the shorts programs again at the little um at the end of this month the live action the animated and the documentary so th those are always my favorite and i haven't seen I don't think I've seen any of those at this point. So um, I'll watch them leading up to the Oscars. And that's usually where I find something that I end up loving just as much as like any movie release too. Um, I remember The World of Tomorrow is still one of my favorites. I've never, I laughed so hard at that. Um, and I don't think any of the sequels to that ever got nominated for Best Animated Short, but I, I'm hoping that's where we can find some of those little known gen gems and uh, some of the talents that, maybe aren't as widely known or recognized. Um, that's what I'm hoping. Does anyone else have a category that you really want to dive into, really have some hot, hot takes on, some important thoughts on it? I think we've covered quite a bit, but there's always so much. I mean, there's so many different categories. Um, yeah, even, even like the cinematography, I, I, like you'd mentioned, Adam, I was surprised Green Knight didn't get in. Um, just uh, I think that was the most beautiful movie, beautiful looking movies that I watched this year but yeah do I'll we have any takes i'll say something about supporting after because that could have been depending how you look at it a nightmare um and it was only slightly wrong because i just have no idea what jk simmons did during this nomination but we didn't get jared leto 
and we didn't get i mean i think i'm with licorice pizza fans because i don't really get the cooper thing and um but they're, they're just so much it, again they, like they clearly saw west side story where's mike feist who played riff you know they saw but my favorite is troy kotzer i think that is so cool i'm so excited about him i would love him to win and i think it's going to be cody smith which is cool um but troy kotzer i'm excited about that nomination that's definitely one of my favorite nominations out of this morning I did really like Cooper Hoffman and Licorice Pizza, along with Alana Hive. I thought they were awesome. Sorry, Adam, I kind of cut you off there. What were you saying? No, I was going to say, I was really happy to see two comedies in there. Of the performances in that movie, that's kind of the one that is most often overlooked because it's so. Quiet. Your audio is cutting out a little. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I could hear you now. It was, it was very quiet. I, could, I don't know if I could hear it before. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Jesse Plemons, his role is the one that kind of. since i've been a fan of his since friday night lights so i loved any attention going to him um and i would have been happy with a bradley cooper supporting actor nomination for licorice pizza i feel like that was like almost the definition of what you want from a supporting role like he comes in steals some scenes and he's gone again you're like what was that that was amazing at least for me i very much enjoyed that performance Oh, Matt, you're yep, muted. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, did we mention though? I laughed that Twitter told me about the like couples who got nominated this time together, which made me laugh because Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, and then also Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, one, that's kind of funny, but two, I also am stealing someone else's tweet which would literally be, they were like, oh, they were like, how exciting to be nominated for your first Oscar. And then how awful to find out your partner was too. Like it just made, I don't know, it made me laugh. So that's all. <laughs> well, when you had mentioned uh, Jesse Plemons and the power of the dog, Adam, it made me think, so I, um, we, we had mentioned best comedy. So I have a letterbox list where I went through all the way back to 98 and I picked my my favorite, my, my Oscar winner for best comedy each year. So it's kind of rewatching some of them. And I recently rewatched Game Night, which is so underrated and so awesome. And Jesse Plemons is so funny in that. It's more, he's more of the, the straight guy performance where he's not like, he's more of like a real quiet, just he's so serious and wants to rejoin their game night so badly that it's more, it's funny. And he's very good in that. That absolutely should have been his first. That's gonna happen, but I guess they're they're fixing that now. That now he's an Oscar nominee. But yeah, it should have happened first for Game Night. <laughs> More comedy nominations. That's all I want. Why can't we get it? Um, actually, so I, I should read off since we were talking about supporting actor. I'll just read off the nominees too. So if anyone was watching, like I don't know who's nominated, I'm curious. I will tell you. Um, Kieran Hines, uh, Belfast, uh, Troy Kutzer for Coda. Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. And I did not look up any of the pronunciations before saying that, so apologies if I if I mispronounced anything. But um, yeah, that'll be interesting. And uh, supporting actress, we can go into a little too, uh, which is Jesse Buckley, The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose, uh, West Side Story, Judy Dench, Belfast, Kristen Dunst, The Power of the Dog, um, and and Judy Ellis for King Richard. So we talked about this a little. Does anyone have any 
any takes on this? Any strong feelings? Nudie Dench was the surprise because it because the it was like all but guaranteed the mom from Belfast, Katarina Belf, uh, that she was going to get in, but they kicked her out for grandma. So that was kind of a surprise. Jesse Buckley was kind of a surprise. Um, I think it'll be Ariana DeBose, in my opinion. I think it will be. Um, I'm glad Anjanu Ellis got it. She is the best performance in King Richard. And so I think that's exciting she got that nomination. I have not seen King Richard. I, I, there was something that kind of like drove me a little crazy that it was a movie about the Serena or about the Williams sisters, Serena and Fetus, but it, it's King Richard and it's Will Smith and it's all about the father. So I, I haven't seen it. So may, maybe the performance is more actually about Serena and Venus and not King Richard, but I was guessing by the name of it. It's that's not the case, but yeah. uh, I am happy to see Jesse Buckley get a nomination too. She's one that, um, has started a bunch of very good things that we, I, I think, I think she should be a bigger name eventually. Um, I, I know Matt and Adam agree with me on, on this, right? <laughs> I thought I saw nodding. I'm a big fan of her, yeah. I think, I think this is the first of many nominations in the years to come. I say, I, I have the unpopular opinion that, no, not, no air quotes, unpopular opinion. I did not care for The Lost Daughter. Um, and I know everyone else was very over the moon about it. Um, yeah, Sorry. I didn't. I'd say I I just I didn't care for it. But I felt personally, as someone who I love Olivia Coleman, but I thought Jesse Buckley was by far the best, most interesting part of this film. And so, yeah, seeing this nomination here, and I was like, yes. So because yeah, I think she's fantastic, and and yeah, I agree with everybody else here that she's great. All right. I think we're going to wrap things up unless unless you have anything else. But I want to leave the, my last question, and I didn't tell you guys ahead of this, so so you might have to come up with something off the top of your head. It's fine. Uh, if you could add any movie released this year to the best picture, what what would be the movie that you would add? So if anyone has an answer, you could dive in. If not, I could tell you my my answer. I'll just say Pig because it was my favorite movie last year. Oh, I would love that one. Mine is Mitchell's versus the machines. Like I mentioned, I, I would love to see that. I think that okay. would bring me a lot of joy. Pig too, though. Pig's a good answer. Do you, Matt or Adam, did I give you enough time to think of something or? The last duel. Oh, okay. Last duel. All right. A very diverse mix. How about you, madam? Or madam? I always call That's, Matt and Adam madam. That works. So. <laughs> and there we go. Live. I did it there. <laughs> I can't, usually I could just edit that out, but not now. Um, Matt, just Matt, what, what is your answer? Um, I think not picking one of the ones that we've mentioned so far. Like, I, I feel like I would have to go with, like, Quest of Pan, which we played in the virtual little, which was a film I just, I thought was a really great script and really great performances. So I'm just going with that and picking something totally out of left field on my list. I, it is always nice to see some of the, the virtual little performances get get some love. And same with our one-take movies, Ascension, um, which was our January one-take. I accidentally tweeted it was the February one-take, but it is the January one. Um, uh, got Best Documentary nomination, which was awesome to see. Um, so it is, it is really cool to see some of these little films, these hidden gems the that only are playing at the little and, and anywhere like in the surrounding area. It's nice to see them get some love and and hopefully get get a win too. We'll see. 
Uh, thank you. Thank you to everyone who watched and stuck with us. I'm sorry, I kind of looked at the questions a few times. It didn't look like there were any, but so if anyone left something in the comments and we didn't get to it, I'm sorry, I'll reach out to you later. Uh, thank you to our guest, Jackie McGriff, uh, who's with us earlier, Motorcycle Toad Slambi, Matt Passantino, Adam Lubatow, not Madam, uh, Matt DeChurk. Thank you so much. This is Movies in a Microphone brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time to take a little break. <laughs>